0: You're tuned in to
1: Disney Native, a podcast brought to you by two Florida-based Disney nerds. My name is Bethany. And I'm Nicole. We're here to talk about all things Disney parks and beyond. It's, it's showtime! Show time. foolish mortals to a special bonus episode of light and shadow today we're discussing the brand new disney film haunted mansion and i'm very happy to welcome good friend fellow weirdo and former podcast co-host bethany welcome bethany Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I'm so happy to be behind the mic again. It's been so long. I know. I to it's, catch up
0: with you, of course.
1: Yes, it's been too long. So many of my listeners, but not all of my listeners know that Light and Shadow was not my first podcast. My first podcast was Disney Native, and it was Bethany and I, and um, we just talked about all nerdy Walt Disney World things. We were both pass holders. And so it's just, it's just really fun to have an excuse to have a reunion. Um, so Bethany, like, why don't you tell the folks, how do we know each other? How did we come to have a podcast together? Oh,
0: that is a fun, I mean, a bad short story, but um, we <laughs> met through working. So we both met at a ad agency, which you do still work at in Florida. And we were sitting next to each other. Like We, we were friendly always, but then we were kind of sitting across from each other and realized our mutual love of Disney. And that was something we would just like go off the rails and talk about. We were both pass holders. And it was funny because you, of course, had worked there and went through the Disney College program. And I'm just like, I grew up in Florida. I'm a true Florida native as well, but did not grow up with like going to Disney so much. It was just kind of far and... We were poor, no. <laughs> my mom <laughs> true, was really going to listen to this and be like, "No, I'm just kidding." I we did do like the well, I went a few times when I was little, but um, yeah, so it was like kind of a new discovery and super fun. Like I would go there on the weekends all the time, and so it's just a way that we could chat about something we both really loved and are passionate about.
1: Yeah, it was a really fun kind of little. A side projects, just something creative to do together. It was a good excuse to hang out. And then um, even after I moved here, it was a great way for us to stay connected. Like we knew at least once a month we were going to catch up, talk about Yay. Disney. Um, so it was a really fun thing. We did it for, I th- for two years maybe close to three and then the pandemic
0: also happened between that so there wasn't very much to kind of talk about Disney wise yeah and
1: the Disney like YouTube podcast market it is so saturated and you know we weren't doing it to really grow or like for a huge listenership or whatever we just did it for fun so it kind of ran its natural course um but it really was a blast and so um of course if anybody's interested in checking that out um I will link it in the show notes so you can do so but bethany is an interesting guest also because she's not really a horror fan um Me. i mentioned that she's a solo weirdo which she is <laughs> all the best people are weirdos um and bethany has a uh, many quirks that i love but bethany do you have any favorite scary or even just like spooky movies anything you pull out during halloween season i feel like
0: everything is gonna be super weenie and embarrassing. <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely yeah. love the the spooky season. Um, like, Hocus Pocus is a must. Um, I grew up, like, watching, and I think we did have a throwback episode on Disney Native to um, Ichabod, Crane, Mr. Toad. Yeah. I literally would watch that on VHS all the time, like, even not during Halloween. As far as spooky things, I think most things you've introduced, you've introduced me to slash encouraged me to watch, I will say... And this is something that you might not know, but I do. I've not seen this, but there's a musical of Evil Dead, fun fact. Yes. And I love it. It is so good. It makes me almost want to watch the real movies. But like, obviously, I know what it's about because of the musical. Um,
1: so I feel like that's kind of oh my gosh as close as it gets in the horror genre for me. <laughs> I love that so much, though. I have not seen Evil Dead the musical, but like, did it's you have so the pleasure good. of sitting in this like the splash zone where you get all bloody or no? You know, so
0: when I saw it was from Lakeland Community Theater, so the town where we met our like community center essentially did it. And, like, I think it was actually a stage reading. So they did do the costumes and had some sets, but it wasn't the full, full production of
1: it. Gotcha. So you got, like,
0: you know, the the music and the feel for the story, but it wasn't, like, everything that they would have done.
1: Oh, how fun. Well... I have not seen it, so I cannot really speak with all the experience. But I'm sure that the the actual movie is a much different experience. Although I will say you might enjoy it because this is a great Gershe story. Um, so Bethany and her husband Blake came to visit us over New Year's Eve last year. Mm -hmm. And we were watching something on, I think it was the Magnolia Network. And it was about these people who um, renovate old like roadside motels. And there was one episode where these ladies were talking about they were going to have a movie night at their hotel. And the movie they were showing is The Stuff, which is like a classic B movie because their motel was in a scene of The Stuff. And Bethany was like, I kind of want to watch that movie. And I was like, oh, I can make that happen. So David went to bed because he's a loser. And me and you and Blake stayed up and watched the stuff. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like you guys enjoyed it.
0: That it was a fine film indeed. I (laughs) did thoroughly enjoy it.
1: (laughs) It was. It just, it strikes a really, um, it's a ridiculous fun ride. And you know, it's a bad movie, but you're just along for the ride. And Evil Dead is sort of that way um it's taken a lot more seriously than the stuff but like it's just campy and like clearly low budget and you can tell the people who made it were just having a good time so i don't know maybe check it out maybe check it out this spooky season so we are here today of course to talk about the haunted mansion and we've got our ears on which mine look like the most giant ears ever made (laughs) because they're custom i also have on my madam leota Earrings. Oh my goodness. Yeah, look at that. So Jeez. um for the people listening, you can't see, but Patreon subscribers get the video version of this. So if you want to see our ears and check out my earrings, you know, maybe become a patron. So before we like dive into the movie, I thought we could talk just a little bit about the history of the ride in the Haunted Mansion, because we are Disney nerds and we love these things. The Haunted Mansion opened in 1969 in Disneyland, and in 1971... opening day at Disney World Magic Kingdom it's a classic ride it's a beloved ride there are many versions of it Um, there's a haunted mansion in Disneyland Walt Disney World and Tokyo Disney there's Phantom Manor in Paris and there's Mystic Manor in Hong Kong so there's lots of different versions um, in different countries The, the specifics are a little different uh, the one in Paris, I think, is a little more spooky. The one in Hong Kong is a little more like a fun house. And we went on a deep dive on Disney Native about the history of the Haunted Mansion. And we talked more about that. So that's another thing I will link in the show notes. You guys are going to get lots of links from this episode. But Bethany, what are your personal thoughts about Haunted Mansion? I love it. I
0: wish that I had the opportunity. I mean, <laughs> still young um, to go to especially Disneyland's version um, but of course the Disney World one we always make it a point to go to during you know the fall season and of course just to check out the decorations in general um yeah I've only been to like the parties a few times and I know that's also like a big staple and I know we'll mm-hmm. talk a little bit about this but um, yeah like it's always a good time never disappoints and that's one ride I've never broken down on now knock on wood. Hopefully won't have to,
1: but, um, yeah,
0: she's an old faithful.
1: Yeah. I've been like stalled, you know, where the, the, the ghost host will be like, we've been detained by spirits, but it's usually like 10 seconds and then the ride starts back up. So that's always, that's always good. But of course I love it. It's one of my favorite rides in all of the world. And definitely, mm, it's hard to say it's my very favorite in magic kingdom, But I think it is. And usually the line's not too long. Unless it's like peak season, you can usually get on anywhere between like 15 and 40 minutes, maybe. Um, So it's just it's a good one for for lots of
0: reasons. And it has such a good um, queue, like waiting line. There's so much to look at Mm -hmm. and
1: stuff to play with. Yeah, and they added that stuff like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago at this point. There used to not be all of the 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 loopy part of the line where you have all of the the cool stuff to play with. But I guess they they finally decided to dress it up a little bit and make it just a little more fun. But yeah, it is. And a lot of times you just bypass that. Like if the line's not Mm -hmm. very long, they don't take you through all of that. But it is a fun, a fun thing to experience at least a couple times. Okay, are we ready? to dive into Haunted Mansion 2023. Oof, I've got that. Yes, let's let's go. <laughs> okay, so um, spoilers ahead, folks. It's time to jump in our doom buggy and take a ride through the Haunted Mansion.
0: Wait! I should warn you, before you step inside the house, this could change the course of your entire life. I'm not afraid of a couple of ghosts. Say that now. This mansion is unhinged.
1: These ghosts definitely don't want to leave. Death lurks around every corner. God, give us a break. There's so many bad people in the world, haunt
0: them. Amen. I do like surprises. Is anybody else seeing this? I hope you do too. Whoa! We're in a fight, whether we like it or not. Or else we're stuck here for eternity. No! Show me! If this comes down to an exorcism, we're in big trouble.
1: <laughs> this house is dripping with souls. But there's always room for one more.
0: My friend was mugged. He was tall. He had hair that was sticking out of a what top hat. Top, top hat? Yes. He had a yeah, so nice like top hat. You would pull a rabbit out of it, probably. Uh, eyes. They were a bit uh sunk sunken eyes. Like a raccoon.
1: Beady they, eyes. they sat back, hmm. and he was smiling like, hmm. yeah, like that. This kind of thing. Exactly. Is this the man who mugged you? Wow.
0: Oh. You just did that oh. just now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ben Mathias, an astrophysicist developing a camera to detect dark matter, meets and marries Alyssa, a ghost tour guide, and becomes entranced with her belief in the supernatural. After Alyssa dies in a car accident, Ben gives up his career and continues to run her ghost tour. Years later, recently widowed Dr. Gabby and her son Travis move from New York into Gracie Manor to turn it into a bed and breakfast, only to learn that it is haunted with ghosts. Ben is visited by priest and exorcist father, Kent, who hires him to photograph the ghosts. Ben is initially incredulous until he returns home and is haunted by a ghost mariner who forces him to return to the mansion. Ben learns that Gabby, Travis, and Kent have also fallen victim to hauntings, forcing them to stay in the mansion. Ben and Kent recruit Harriet, a psychic with legitimate powers, and steal blueprints to the mansion from Haunted House historian, Professor Bruce Davis. The group finds a hidden seance room, and Harriet manages to contact the spirit of Gracie, who leaves a written message instructing them to talk to the legendary medium, Madame Leota. Upon trying to do so, a mysterious entity forces Harriet out of the house. Bruce arrives shortly afterwards and also becomes haunted. The group stays at the mansion where they proceed to look for Leota's ghost. Ben goes into the attic where he runs afoul of a ghostly bride and finds a locked trunk. Upon examining the contents, they find a crystal ball which houses Leota. Leota reveals that William Gracie bought the mansion and recruited Leota to try and contact the spirit of his dead wife, Eleanor, every night for a full year, drawing hundreds of ghosts into the mansion before an evil entity tricked Gracie into taking his own life and trapped Leota inside her crystal ball. Harriet attempts to perform an astral projection for more answers, but ends up sending Ben out of his body and he discovers Gracie as well as the evil entity the Hatbox Ghost. The next morning, Bruce takes Ben to get a sketch artist to draw up the Hatbox Ghost. A Hilarious moment. And identifies him as Alistair Crump, a rich heir who was abused by his father after his mother's death and upon reaching adulthood later killed his fellow socialites out of revenge for being shunned by society following his expulsion from home as a child before being beheaded himself by his mutinous servants. Crump proceeds to lock the mansion down, but Ben, Kent, and Travis manage to escape. They find Crump Manor, which has become a historical site, and learn from the Mariner, who followed them, that Crump needs someone to willingly give up their life and become the mansion's 1,000th spirit in order to escape the mansion. Travis finds Crump's hat, which they can use as part of a ritual to banish Crump back to the afterlife. The three make it back to the mansion where Ben and Kent rescue Gabby, Harriet, and Bruce, but Crump burns the hat and plans to use Travis's grief over the loss of his father to have him come to the other side. Ben finds Travis and manages to convince him to let go of his father as they and Gabby confront Crump in the graveyard. Ben makes peace with losing Alyssa, Kent manages to convince the ghost to turn on Crump and join forces with them, and Bruce delivers a piece of the hat to Harriet, who uses Leota's incantation to banish Crump. Many of the ghosts decide to stay at the mansion, now in harmony with Gabby and Travis. Harriet regains full confidence in her psychic abilities, Kent undergoes ordainment to become a real priest, Bruce maintains his newfound friendships and Ben goes back to teaching and adopts a stray cat named Tater Tot, a nod to his wife's love for the snack. The group reunites on Halloween for a party at the mansion with the happy haunts. And they all lived happily ever after. (laughs) So this movie has had kind of a long road to get to where we are today. It has, hasn't it? It has. Because I know you and I have talked about it before. Um, Right. Development on this thing began in 2010. And Guillermo del Toro, who I love, um, he was attached to it. He's obsessed with the Haunted Mansion. Like he has a Haunted Mansion room in his house. It's a whole thing. Um, And so he was supposed to at least produce it, maybe direct it, Uh, And that was in 2010, but then in 2013, he exited the project. Who knows why? He's had his name attached to all kinds of stuff. Um, But then in 2020, they announced, so a full decade after they first started talking about it, 2020, they announced that they were going to move forward with it. And after that, it moved pretty fast. They cast it, they filmed it, um, got a stellar cast, of course, and now here we are. But the rest I, is history. Yeah, the rest is history. But I will say, I do think it's kind of uh, interesting that, well, first of all, this thing had a $150 million budget. Which, when I heard that, I was like, holy moly. Who decided that a Haunted Mansion movie needed a $150 million budget? <laughs> I wonder, what. did you look up
0: what the Haunted Mansion budget was? I'm looking it up
1: right now. 90 million. Okay, so
0: that's a hefty amount more.
1: Yeah, that's true. well, but also that movie was released what, With 20 years ago. Or, so yeah, yeah, it's it's still a really large budget. But um, I guess Disney just really, really believed in this thing. And also interesting is that. They released it in August. Like you would think they would yeah. release it like I understand that they didn't want to compete with like other big horror properties like in October, but I, have you know, let's not release it around like Barbie and Oppenheimer and Mission Impossible. Yeah,
0: that was a bold move. We my only like guess is that it can get on Disney Plus by Halloween time then. Cuz that's like kind of the perfect
1: Yeah, I read an article that said they think that that's what what the deal is. Um but I don't know if it was if it was me and my infinite wisdom, Um <laughs> I think like a September would be perfect yeah. because, sure, I get that maybe they don't want to compete with like big horror movies. But this has its own audience. It's family friendly. Um, it's PG-13. It's not R. Um, so I'm thinking September would be a good time after the summer yeah. blockbusters, before the, you know, people like are starting to get into the fall mood. Um, I don't know. That would have made more sense to me. I was still, I, I was happy as a clam to see it at any time of the year, mm-hmm, but it course. just strikes me as kind of an odd choice. Although Hocus Pocus was released in like July. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe they're trying to throw it back to that. Yeah. All that, that movie did not do well at the time either, yeah, but you know, <laughs> now is like the biggest deal. Like everybody loves yeah. it. So yeah. you just, you never know. You never know. So, let's talk a little bit about the cast of this movie. What are your thoughts, Bethany, about this cast? Now, overall, I liked.
0: And when I like, was going through who was, you know, playing who and who was going to be in this movie, I was very surprised mm-hmm. um by like the big names. Um, however, I will say not a Jared little fan. He needs to <laughs> piss right off. Like, why <laughs> are we still using him for? Also, so he was the hatbox ghost, which, like, you wouldn't have even known mm-hmm. it was him. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't do anything for me that was like, oh, nobody could have done that. Like, no, literally anyone could have done that. And you would have saved probably the $50 million.
1: <laughs> so- Yeah, that is actually one <laughs> of my um, my complaints about the movie is that, so... I'm fine with Jared Leto. I know it's become like the thing to hate on him, but when I heard he was cast as the Hatbox Ghost, I was like, "Well, I can see that because he's like very like thin and yeah, yeah." I'm like, I can see how that could work. That could work out, but they they like sort of barely use him, and I would like to have seen more of his like actual face. Yeah, Um, you know. So yeah, that's it. Is kind of interesting that they cast him and then didn't really use him a use lot him. no yeah
0: that, that i didn't love um otherwise like everyone else pretty amazing i loved the kid travis yes. he was such a cute little nugget i don't know if he's really been in very much prior so this is probably like some of his first acting roles and like nailed it like right off the bat like at i thought he was awesome um i will say jamie lee curtis did surprise me I would not have picked her as a Madame Leota. Mm -hmm. I didn't dislike her as a Madame Leota, but, um, eh. Indifferent and, and then just like all the cameos after another after another. Yeah. I was sad, but there wasn't more of Dan Levy.
1: Oh I know <laughs> no, no. I saw his name in the credits and I was like, Oh yeah. can't wait for that. Yeah. But, but like he, I na- wish he nailed was his a tiny piece.
0: Story. He did. Yeah. He did like both of them were so good. Yeah. But I, I almost <laughs> wish they are like, Give me more. Less of um what's his face? And more less of Danny DeVito. Less of Danny DeVito. I'm sorry. Yeah. That that I didn't we didn't need him. We really didn't. We could've just went to the library and figured it out ourselves. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. His his character was maybe a little unnecessary, although I did kind of like the dynamic between everybody. Uh even yeah. if even if there wasn't quite enough for everybody to do. You know, and you I got the sense of him. they were a weird mixed
0: family. Like that was truly, yes. like you know, you can find family in anyone, and clearly anyone because they were yeah. all very different people, different characters, and and I, I did really like that.
1: I thought uh, Lakeith Stanfield was awesome like I thought he did such a good job also looking fine like <laughs> yes Oh my he gave me
0: like big Dr. Facilier vibes which I yes. love like yes the, the little the trim suits the out like everything I loved I will say I don't know if he was like like sometimes overacting for places and then not like he would have this like smoldering, sexy, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna find your and then like the whole attic falling out scene and we were like <laughs> I was just like, so are we like cool and chill in a astrophysicist? Or are we still like kind of a quirky dude? Like I was kind of I don't know by that. I don't know. But also <laughs> Tiffany Haddish carried that freaking movie. <laughs> yeah, I loved her so
1: much. Like Me too. She was so good. <laughs> yeah, she was perfect. Like she was a good example to me of like she was clearly the biggest I think like comedic relief yes. but wasn't too big. Like it wasn't every single thing was a one-liner or whatever. Like they had carefully placed moments for her which were great. Her look was also wonderful like I loved The costuming in this movie was very interesting because no one was dressed like modern, especially Gabby. Like she, like everybody was sort of dressed as if they work at the Haunted Mansion. But because they just sort of leaned into it and it was like, this is just the world they live in. Like even Travis, like he wore like, you know, calf socks and short pants and bow ties. But like, I loved it. I was like, it's a vibe. We're leaning into it. I appreciate
0: it. that like for him they not like kind of explained it though because he was like when he was talking to um, what's his face Ben? Ben. Um, about like going to school and not fitting in he was like I try to dress my best and I was like oh okay so it's a conscious choice that you're trying to be like a cute little man. Mm-hmm. Um, However that wig on Gabby um, Rosario Dawson they did her so dirty. She is so pretty and they threw that ugly wig on her. She looks... I don't know if they were
1: trying to age her. I hated it. It was bad. At first, I thought she has had her hair pulled back, kind of like in an old style. And then I finally realized, like, oh, no, her hair is just short. But then she sort of has curtain bangs at the same time. Yeah, it was... It wasn't great. But I loved all of her little shirts and her little jackets and all of that stuff. Like, I liked her outfits. It was okay. But I'm also, (laughs) like, what was happening in hair and makeup
0: that things were all over the place? Like, there was a moment... It was bothering me so much when Tiffany hash was, when had, I think the scented vanilla candle, which I yes. love that throwback yes. um, from so the beginning um, when they're like trying to summon whatever spirits <laughs> there, you can literally see from her eye, which she has false eyelashes. There's a hair hanging on it. So like when she's like moving mm-hmm. her eyes and you see this like literal hair hanging off of it. And I'm like, Nobody in the camera was like, she got a dangler right there. Like, let's. I just, that sloppiness, I was like, no, not here for it. The wig, the weird eyelash, hair, I just. And then, like, Owen Wilson being a priest, and then he was like, before he admitted he wasn't a priest, threw on that hipster hat. And he was
1: like a cool, their little red beanie. And I'm just like, what's happening? <laughs> I loved the beanie. I got to say, that was one of the things that I was like, this costume department is kind of insane. And I'm here for it, it. They put the man in a insane. beanie. Like- <laughs> they, they did not quit. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. OK, so clearly we love the cast. Um, let's talk about the story. Let's talk about the meat of the movie. What did you think of the story? I did really like it. I was very confused,
0: you know. So from trailers, we didn't really get very much of to what it was going to be. I mean, throw throw throwing Barbie, we didn't either. Um, so we, I like, wish I did appreciate um, Mm -hmm, kind of going blind. But I feel like it wasn't until the very end that I was like, oh, okay, this is where we're going. And then it felt a little rushed because they had to do a lot within. Like, 15, 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. I feel very much the same. Like, I really liked, like, the overall, like, concept of the story. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, 10 pounds a story in a five-pound bag, which is, yes. Yes. which is often the problem with movies like this. That was also the problem with the 2003 version, which we will talk a little bit more about in a little bit. But um, I personally would have preferred, like, keep the characters and keep the bones of the story but like just trim some stuff off like there was just there was a lot going on a lot but I really in particular loved how they did the hat box ghost because ever since the 2010 kickoff of this thing I had been hearing all this time that it was going to be about the Hatbox ghost so they kept that little gem and I loved that he was like really evil mm-hmm. and that he was sort of the reason all these ghosts are at the mansion Um thought that was great but yeah towards the end when it's like he's trying to like lure the kid because of the kid's grief and then you know Ben and him have this really lovely moment and then like Ben is gonna get sucked in and I'm like well we just did this though like yes. can't we just band together now and defeat him Do we have to have this whole dramatic exchange now? The hand.
0: I was like, just grab his hand right now at this point. Like, just go go down to
1: hell. Like, it was just too much. Like, to your point, we just, we were just here. We did this. Yeah. So, again, really enjoyed the structure of it, but just too much going on. I think this was, this movie was like, two hours and two minutes long. And I'm like, "Mm, this is a 90 minute movie. It's a 90 minute movie. Like, let's get rid of some of this extra and just, you know, cut 20 minutes off. When they went to get the hat at that
0: other place with Dan Levy and them, I was like, this, we're adding another house. This is too much. I don't know where else we could have found the hat or changed that part. But that was when I was just like, Oh my God, we're going somewhere, which I love that house. It was beautiful. As far as Haunted Mansions go, I'm like, where is this one? Can I stay? But mm-hmm. um, that just felt exhausting to me. And um, I was disappointed that they didn't use Mr. Gracie more. You yeah. know, like when he did have that underworld flip or, you know, when he was having the out of body part, he was just like, Mr. Gracie, like, talk to me. And he was just like, now nah, I'm looking for my wife. But they established that he was trapped because, you know, the hat fox ghost was, you know, sneak like being sneaky to get him to die or go to that Hapsy land. Um, so he should have known in the Hapsey land that he couldn't find the life. So
1: like Yes. I was yeah, confused I, by that. I didn't need more of Master Gracie necessarily, but it. But I thought the same thing. I was like, well, c- can't he just exist in the house? Like, he shouldn't yeah. be looking for his wife at this point. He should be like, oh, no, I'm trapped here because I was tricked, right. you know, because right. um, it's also a little sad, too, because that's how this whole thing started was him looking for his wife. So I would rather see him like at peace about that, that she's not there
0: you Which know? I think
1: the theme of
0: grief, like that was the theme, but then, okay, well, let's lay into it more, you know, that we all have these like pieces of grief that we can connect to. And it wasn't until the very end that I was like, oh, like I feel like we could have established it a lot earlier. Not that we didn't, with the weird when Ben was telling the story about how his wife died, <laughs> it
1: was almost too detailed for me. <laughs> yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's like she's gonna go get tater tots and then she stopped off for ice cream and then but i did love the line when uh danny devito's character was like the cholesterol on this one like (laughs) right we were all
0: thinking it glad somebody said it (laughs) like of all the tales like I, i i feel like they could have had something i don't know a little more nonsensical like the tater tots and i you know i don't know like maybe she had a shopping addiction or something i I don't know (laughs) i didn't love that i know they needed to um you know tell the story but i think that was another example of something that could have been cut like you know you can have a really emotional story and like Less time. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, and, like, the the crux of it is that he was too busy to go with her. He was just like, oh, there's stuff to do. Like, you need to just go. So, like, that's why he felt bad because she was alone and he didn't have time for her. Like, so that's the important part of the story. Um, You know, the fast food rounds are not the important part of the story, although... Like that's a very true thing in like David and I's relationships. I'm like this. This could be us. David could die going to get me tater tots. <laughs> I would Solo be so sad. sad.
0: And Uber <laughs> eats budget into the household.
1: <laughs> oh geez. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um. Anything else you want to address about the story before we move on to the next topic? Um,
0: As far as the comment, it was a lot scarier than I was expecting to as well. I think the music played an incredible part in Mm -hmm. A, moving the story, but B, like, there were several moments that I was in my seat, like, ooh, ooh, this is very spooky. Like, my kids might be a little scared for some of these parts. So I did really like that in comparison to the original. I -hmm. I can't picture a scary moment in that one. Um, and then I did, like, genuinely laugh throughout it as well. Like, there were so many parts. My favorite part was when Tiffany Haddish was talking about her grandma in the kitchen table. And, like, you hear her continuing about it. <laughs> like, she just yes. randomly was like, that's when the slapping started. <laughs> <She was> dying. <laughs> like, moments like that. Oh, I loved it. Um, so I did – I think it it nailed all the, like, comedy bits for me. Um, yeah, well, it was a good mix of scary and yeah. funny for you.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure.
0: For sure. So it, it hit good notes for me as far as um, that goes. Um, definitely could have been just maybe a wee shorter. And then I don't know if this is a great time to um, talk about this, but I feel like the product placement was off the charts in this movie. And I don't know, like, what Disney is doing with Baskin-Robbins between Marvel and this movie to get, uh, here I am mentioning it, another mention about it, the Burger King bags when they're, yeah. like, eating. I was like, this is a
1: lot. That one and was real I, obvious to me. I was like, hello, Burger King. Right. <laughs> Which is a surprising partnership. usually Mickey D's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also surprised by when
0: he was playing with the little superheroes That they did have a Black Panther I saw in the back, but then everyone else was a fake one.
1: Hmm. I was like, oh
0: IPs, we, we really couldn't have thrown Spider-Man in? Yeah. anyone out. Every other ca-
1: little superhero character was fake. So I was Missed surprised. Opportunity. Yeah. 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 Um, hmm. It's I it's interesting to hear you say that like you you felt like it was spooky because um I assumed this would be a PG movie. And I was like, oh, PG 13. Like, oh okay. So I guess they felt because like there was no I think they said damn once like there was no language of course mm-hmm. there was no sexuality or anything um, so I was like I guess they really feel like this is scary enough to warrant yeah. a PG-13 I believed it
0: yeah. um, speaking of sexuality um, the tension between Gabby
1: and Ben, do you think, do they, don't they? You know, I thought through the whole movie, I was like, I do not want them to get together. I just want them to be friends. And it doesn't seem like they are the same age. In real life, I'm pretty sure they are not. Probably <laughs> They're like not. decades apart. Um, but the very last scene, like when he brings her the flowers, again, that could just be platonic but it felt through the whole movie it felt very surface friendship but that last scene kind of made it feel like there was more going on and I would like to think that no I would like to think that they're all just friends but I did feel some of that
0: there was again in the kitchen when they were talking at the sink I felt a little sparky too Mm -hmm. and when that he had such like a relationship with the kid Mm I was kind of like um if on youtube i like subscribed to disney and they did post a video of just um the the kid and the tra- travis and ben like their actual like relationship on screen and they like oh. genuinely had such good time chem- and they were like goofing off and playing so i think maybe they just naturally really meshed and so maybe mm-hmm. just really shown on the screen and it wasn't meant to be that way but i don't know I like, I kind of like that for her get some younger man and, (laughs) you know, he
1: finds love and has a son and that's cute. And then owns a bed and breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually I kind of expected him to move into the mansion. Like when he went back to his apartment and it's all fixed up and like painted, that sort of surprised me a little bit. Like I just assumed that they were all going to live in the mansion like together, you -hmm. know? So like that surprised me a little bit, but I was like, well, I guess that makes sense that he would just like go back to his regular life you know
0: and i think that's also like was a nice nod at the end scene like you know they all went back did their own thing but they're still like connected from this experience yes so which then they all sat around ate dinner just watched everyone else party (laughs) which frankly might be my dream to not have to talk to anyone watch other people hang but i'm like (laughs) Y'all haven't seen each other in a minute. We're just going to let everyone else have a good time. I don't know. The dead people? You're just going to let them have fun?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. So let's talk about similarity to the ride. Um, Because I feel like it would be really easy to just sort of throw set pieces and such into this movie in kind of a clunky way, but I, I feel like they did a pretty good job. So how did, how did you feel? Did it feel like the Haunted Mansion to you? It did. So at first it did not to me
0: when you're actually like in the house in the movie, it's different because you're walking through the front door and you see that sitting room and the ride, um, you're just kind of like going down that hallway. So, you know, like the entry point is different, but I mean, of course, a ride versus an actual home essentially It's Mm -hmm. going to be different. But, um, you know, when they showed all those paintings and the cat lady and all of those, I was like, oh, my heart is so happy.
1: Yeah, me too. There is so much stuff just in the background. So, like, if you don't know anything about the Haunted Mansion, it's not distracting. But if you do, you notice all these, you know, all these little things. I feel like they pretty much found a good reason to incorporate everything like when he goes up in the attic um, searching and it's it is like the exact attic at least from Disney World I don't know about Disneyland but it's like the exact attic Mm. same placement same paintings all that stuff and then of course he finds Madame Leota up there and it just like makes sense that she would be up there you know Um, so I really loved that Um, oh uh, one thing that I really really loved because the big cliche in every haunted house movie is won't you just move like why don't you just leave like why do you stay here and so when he goes home and clearly there's an entity there with him I was like oh a ghost followed him home because listeners if you are not familiar with Haunted Mansion the last thing you hear when you're getting off of the ride is the ghost host lifts your safety bar and he says and a ghost will follow you home (laughs) and i was like oh my gosh a ghost followed him home so it both gave like credence to the fact that they can't just leave and i thought it was just a really great nod to the ride loved that detail
0: um I did forget I don't know if this was, well part of the story, I guess, when they were going through the maps when they found the quote unquote seance room mm-hmm. <laughs> that just cracked me up the idea of having like, should I have a seance room now? Yeah. <laughs> or just start can I call this <laughs> the seance room? I, kind I mean of I will love say. <laughs>
1: Not to be nerdy, but to be nerdy. Like, back around the turn of the century, wealthy people, like, spiritualism was really hot. Oh, and yeah. they would hold seances, like, for their friends. Mm-hmm. It was, like, in vogue to do seances. So, it kind of made sense that the Gracies would yeah. have a seance oh, yeah. room, I love you that. know?
0: And, like, how they found it was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, One of my f- favorite Easter eggs that I, I noted... Um, I don't know if you saw so in that other house. I, I, I tell you this, I'm weirdly obsessed with the other house. It wasn't even part like part of the movie really, or important to the movie was, um you know, when they're going around asking like, oh, was this the hat box goes Or was that when they're trying to find <laughs> the item? That did was you great. see that the, I know that was so good. <laughs> did you see that the gate or like the ropes to like separate the partitions yes. to separate? Were the little bats the from bats. the real ride! Yes! I loved that. I was like poking my husband like, look at the And he's like, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yes. Loved that. There were just a million things like that. Like at one point when um Ben is in the other realm he opens the door and it's the crazy stairs scene where like and that's just it and then he just goes a different way like all that kind of stuff was great I oh so you mentioned that like going to the other house was like an unnecessary part of the story however I like freaked out whenever I first saw like the newspaper clipping of it because of course we get the Disneyland New Orleans version of the mansion. That's what we're looking at. But when we go to Crump's house, that is the Disney World version. And I was like, That's probably why they, I it. yeah, I was like, they figured out how to get both mansions in this movie in a way that made sense to me, even though, yes, it sent us on a little bit of like a side quest, if you will. But I was just like so excited about it because... You know, we've never gotten a cinematic version of the Gracie Manor before, and it was beautiful and huge and, like, elegant. Like, so I – that to me was my favorite. Yeah. Um, My favorite inclusion of, like, all the ride stuff. I was just like, this is kind of insane and ambitious, but I'm just so happy – to see both. Um, I really liked at the very beginning how they're doing the New Orleans thing and then there's some, you know, they're doing like their second line and then it turns into the Haunted Mansion music but upbeat in like yes. the same style as the second line music. Like, I loved that. Um, but on a similar note, I did not love when, um, oh gosh, I've forgotten the medium's name. What's her name? Oh, not Tiffany Haddish, but Tiffany Haddish. Um Harriet. When Harriet.
0: Harriet. when Harriet, when Harriet yes. is,
1: like, doing the spell to banish the hatbox ghost, and it's the when hinges creak in doorless chambers speech. Uh-huh. But but then it changes. I was like, this isn't really working for me. I, I I applaud the effort, but, like, maybe you guys could have chosen different words from the script because this doesn't really make sense. Um, that was the only one to me that they tried, and it really just, just didn't make didn't any it. sense. Damn yeah. Um, anything else you noticed that you wanted to talk about?
0: No, I thought everything was, like, very subtle and classy and hit everything. I will say, unless you saw it on, like, the the eyeball wallpaper, that didn't make it anywhere. Unless there was somewhere real, like, subtle that I missed. Mm. I wish that could have been, like, somewhere or yeah. somewhere. I don't know if, like, maybe in the forest there were eyes, maybe. That's how they, like, tied it in. Um, I didn't notice it, if there was. Um, so that
1: was the only one that if I could have it all, I would have loved to have seen that. And I bet it is in there somewhere. It just probably wasn't featured really prominently. Of course, we didn't even mention um, the stretching room. Which oh, yeah, of course. I, I didn't even think like, of course, I noticed it, like right off the bat with the portraits and stuff in the background. But for some reason, I didn't necessarily think, oh, yeah, they're going to give us a stretching room at some point. And they did, of course. And. Again, I think it worked really well. And, of course, even well, the ceiling, even the ceiling was like the ceiling. From ceiling the ceiling was Like good. the false ceiling. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. perfect. Can we talk about the gators, though? Like. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> that was one of those 10 pounds of story and a five pound bag moments. Like yeah. it's bad enough that the room is stretching and the floor is um, gone. <laughs> all the things to be crawling up the
0: wall. Like, the gators weren't going to do it. Like, they, I've, I've seen, like, YouTube videos of gators climbing fences, but, like, I think that's just because their little feeties hook in, not because they can climb walls.
1: Bethany, they're <laughs> ghost gators. Come on.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. like, why can't we just have, like, very creepy spirits? Like, me.
1: Climbing oh, up. that's true. Well, I guess it's I because know. the gator is like in the portrait underneath yeah. the ball- like ballerina okay. woman. Right. So I guess maybe they probably looked at all the portraits and they were like, "Okay, what is words? there something we can pull from here?" And somebody was like, "Oh yeah, the gators will be cool." You
0: that's know. <laughs> but man. The Gators did not do it for me. I was just yeah, like, can we just like throw a shoe out? them? I'm, I'm, I'm almost yeah. done over it. <laughs> well, it
1: was also like that's part of that scene that was kind of goofy too. Is when he was like, "Hop on a gargoyle! Like gargoyles are safe," and I'm like, "Don't you think they might come to life? Like, why are the gargoyles just inherently right. safe? <laughs> right? If anything was going to come to life, like you could have like whacked him with the candle or something." I. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Oh, speaking of candle, this was this weird little moment, but when oh! when he has the candle has a little face and it's scared and it blows itself out. Adorable. That was so good. Yeah. Adorable. I love it. And
0: that was loved one it. from the trailer that I like, oh, perfect for a trailer. Happy to see it in the movie. But, mm-hmm. you know, they really didn't give away like everything in the trailer. I was like every yeah. moment. I was very surprised, but I don't think they, they did, you know, too much in showing yeah. all
1: that. The the trailer was really just a vibe and it was just like a super cut of big moments. And so, yeah, we didn't really get a lot of the story, which, yes, I appreciated because trailers give away a lot these days, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So let's talk a little bit about how this version compares to the infamous 2003 version. What do you think? I don't think my feelings have changed
0: much. And my (laughs) feelings are not that negative. I still love that movie. I I am just an Eddie Murphy fan. Mm -hmm. So that's a movie I like. And I I say, I don't think it's that bad, which inherently is not a great argument. Um, (laughs) But I don't think it's that bad. I love that there is a romance element and it's kind of sexier. (laughs) It is sexier. And I feel like I'm going to... To want to watch that more mm-hmm. than this version. I like this one that, that it's updated and modern, but as far as like spooky season, mussy movies go, I'm not taking that out of the roster.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I do wonder too, like, there's about a decade between you and I, which is hard <laughs> to remember because we're both kind of like old souls. But so when 2003 came out, I mean, I was fully an adult. I was. 19 years old. And so when I went to see it, I was already like fully a hardcore horror fan, you know, which not that I expected Haunted Mansion to be that, but to me, it it was pretty silly. I still enjoyed it, you know, Um, but it was like, it was like pretty silly. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do like this one better, but not, there's not like a huge gulf between the two. You know, they both have the same tone. They're both – they're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, I do think it is interesting that they're both set in New Orleans, which I know the OG Haunted Mansion, it's in New Orleans Square in Disneyland, so I get that. But I really thought this version would be set in New England at the Disney World version. So, I mean, I think it worked really well, and I liked – I liked sort of the inclusion of the voodoo and the sorcery and the like you know, terror all that kind of stuff. And like I get you wouldn't maybe have that as much. Like New Orleans is just a natural place for like mm-hmm. supernatural just stuff to exist. Um, I think they they probably wanted
0: it set in America still. That's my yeah. only argument that they wanted to like maintain that kind of like connection. And I almost like that they did feature New Orleans a lot more in this one too. Like at the beginning, they're showing the mm-hmm. funeral. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. I almost wish
1: well, there was more music and more nods. Like the I yeah, I like that they said it as like in New Orleans, even death is like a party. You know? Yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Although I'm I'm kind of like on the fence about that cold open. But um I think the story is better in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I didn't dislike the story in the 2003 where like basically Eddie Murphy's wife is Master Gracie's long lost lover. And it was this forbidden romance because it was a mixed relationship. Like, oh, that's very Mm -hmm. interesting, you know. Um, But I, I do like the story better in this one. But very similarly, there's just there's too much going on kind of. Yeah. In both. So, you know, I don't know if people still just really hate the one from 2003. Um, Probably. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But like you said, I think you could probably almost like just on a Saturday, throw both of these movies on during spooky season and just like have a good good time, you know? (laughs) <laughs> for sure that one i like for sure is campy and that it hits
0: all the notes like we've got the singing ghosts and the whole graveyard sequence like there were you know with the, the starving dog and the old man that did get in to the new one yes, But i did. feel like they went way hard i almost feel like i like leota better than the other one too
1: I was thinking the same thing, actually. Um, and it's uh, Jennifer Tilly, and like she, oh. she is really kind of a perfect Madame Leotto. Although yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis was good, but explain
0: to me how when she was cur- or cursed, and she had to go in the ball, and she even made a comment like, "I feel like I've been here for two months," and they're like, "Yikes, girl!" Mm-hmm. And then she did get out. I thought that would have been a funny. Oh. Girl, it's been more than three months, you know, at the end of the movie. But then she's like, nah, I got to go back in this ball. And it's like, wait, so that curse remains, but everything else is fine?
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure about that Genie either. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Because, like, she was kind of like, oh, it's no big deal. It's actually pretty spacious in here. But, yeah, does she yeah. know she's dead? Is she dead? I don't I mean, if she's frozen in a ball, no. I I don't know the rules of crystal ball living. That, you know, that actually could have been a cute little footnote right? where, like, um, Harriet and Madame Leota, like, open a parlor together, you know, because How Madame Leota is, is so not actually fun? dead. She's just been sort of frozen in time, and she's not yeah. dead. But it's been long enough that no one would be like... That's Leota. Why is she still alive? You know, that would have been that kind of a fun little thing. The best end credit scene.
0: Just a cute little moment yes. doing that. Maybe there was. I didn't stay to the whole Me neither. And I don't think there was one. Um, but all right,
1: Disney you know, that, Plus, this is your opportunity. Like next year, we need a short where Leota and Harriet have their little little tarot reading together. Mm-hmm. I wanna see it. I wanna see it. <laughs> Okay, so it is time for final thoughts in our ratings out of five hitchhiking ghosts. What are your pros, cons, final thoughts on Haunted Mansion?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, overall, I did really thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Um, I did like I really liked the characters and the acting. I feel like they were people like you could easily connect with and be like, oh. I like this for, I don't know. I, I did really, I, as much as I complained about everyone, I did really like everyone, I swear. And I did like all the nods to New Orleans, like how you see them driving back and forth on that bridge. Mm-hmm. And um of course the tater tot callback at the kitty. And that no. was one we were like, A-cha! like we called something, not the dad was dead, did not call that. But um for the most part, I did really like it. Um, And I think it'll be one that we we keep watching over and over again, Um, especially when I assume it'll be on Disney Plus by Mm -hmm. October 31st. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if I would give the 2003 version a three, I would give this one a four.
1: All right. Four out of five hitchhiking ghosts. Mm -hmm. Love it. Even though there are only three hitchhiking ghosts, but, you know, it's whatever. We've got (laughs) to had some friends before they, you know... (laughs) yeah I think that's probably accurate. <laughs> um, so for me, I also just really had a good time, regardless of any of my criticisms. I pretty much got exactly what I expected. um mm-hmm. i even though there are parts of the cold open I liked, i I also didn't kind of didn't care for the voiceover and how, like basically Madame Leota just told us this movie is about grief <laughs> um. And I also thought that, like, the ghosts showed up at the house just too fast. Like, I would have liked a little more nuance in that opening scene. Um, of course, once the movie gets going, I'm like, okay, I, I that's just the deal. This house is cursed and like immediately you get sucked into the the curse, basically. Um as I already said, there's a little too much going on. I think they could have cut some things um and ch- chopped it down to like a 90-minute movie, I think would have made it just a little bit better. The Hatbox Ghost is like almost all CG, and I would love to have seen more of Jared Leto as a real person. Although I got to thinking about it, and I was like, maybe the reason why he's a complete CG ghost is because it might have been just a little bit too grisly to have like an actual Hmm. man's head in the box. Um, He was a skull in the box. Yeah, I mean, but why was was he blue?
0: When he was on the head, that's what threw me off. Hmm. I don't know, like but one like of those blue monkeys, like you know that are in the snow. Like
1: I thought, why was he furry? Oh, that's true. It was like the almost like the beard. You're right. The it texture was, was weird. It was a little off. It was a little off because like, but although I will say he does look like like on the haunted mansion. There are a lot of like portraits, and they all mm-hmm. look. Like skeleton men, like exactly like him. So stylistically it goes with the ride, but I just, I don't know. I really wanted just the hat box ghost to be more of a real person. Like Master Gracie, clearly a human man with just ghostly attributes, which by the way, in general, I thought all the special effects were really good. Mm -hmm. Also, like, especially on Master Gracie, I was like, he looks like a ghost man. And that's what I wanted the hat box ghost to look like. But... Pros! Cast is great. Characters were interesting. Um, It feels like we're at the Haunted Mansion, which I really love, but Mm -hmm. not shoehorned in. Um, So, yeah, I just I think this is a great family movie for spooky season. And it also serves as a really great gateway horror film for younger fans. And we are all about gateway horror here at Light and Shadow. So I am going to give it a three and a half out of five Hitchhiking Ghosts. No, we can do half. Yeah. Oh, you want to give it a (laughs) four and a half? I'll keep keep my numbers. (laughs) I'm happy. (laughs) Oh, so as I mentioned earlier, we have kind of no shortage of. Haunted Mansion, spooky Disney content no. on the Disney Native Archive. Um, we did a deep dive into Haunted Mansion. Um, I recorded a short story about River, the abandoned river country okay. called River Country Film. We have an episode about Boo Bash. We also have an episode where we just like deep dive into like everything spooky, including like the deaths that have occurred <laughs> um, at Disney. Um, And so, like I said, I will link all of that stuff so that you guys can check it out if you want. Um, And, of course, every episode is basically just Bethy and I being (laughs) goofballs, (laughs) laughing a lot. Um, And then I also have a few things on Light and Shadow. I wrote a blog called The Dark Side of Disney World, again, chronicling some of that haunted death stuff that's happened at Disney World. Um, There's also a movie Called Escape from Tomorrow It's a very strange movie It's in black and white It was like illegally clandestinely shot at Disney World um, It follows this family And this the dad's kind of slowly losing his mind It's very trippy um, And I think you can watch that on YouTube So um, I will give you the link to that as well But before we go Do we want to talk a little bit more about Disney? <laughs> Say no more. Yeah, say no more. So, like, I don't know if you were if you were given a first time or some advice. Like, what's what are your must dos? You know, um, my our whole, which is funny. Like, and making this very
0: nostalgic conversation. Like, Disney has just changed so much within. I mean, essentially because of the pandemic, but Mm -hmm. it's just I don't know time or. I mean, people's thoughts on the brand Disney in general, like just a lot has changed. And Mm -hmm. the whole going experience is very different. Um, I will say I, it about killed me, but I spent an entire day. And when I say entire day, like I left my house at 630. We got to the boardwalk at I think like seven-ish, not seven. We actually made a great time. It was only about 45 minutes, which never happens anymore, which also is another thing that's just hard to get to Disney. The traffic is so bad. Mm. Um, but I did spend a whole day at Epcot a few weeks ago, and it was lovely. Like, it was with family that was in town. So, you know, we did the thing. We did the Lightning Lane for the first time, the Genie oh, Pass. what'd you so think? that was a new experience. Um, it's kind of difficult to manage, so... Um, My cousin kind of took the reins and thank God for her. And um, a great point like she made and we kind of discovered um, what's very different about it. You know, so you pay for it. It depends on, you know, the day you're going that the rate changes as well. So I think we paid maybe $17 per person, Mm -hmm. um, which is great because you are basically guaranteed to get on every ride. However, you know, you pay for it, you book your first ride, and then you can't book your next ride until you go on that which is fine. But then, you know, a park like Epcot, you know, we got Soarin' and then Ratatouille and then Test Track and then Living with the Lance. So you're Mm -hmm. running, you're not really guaranteed that you can plan like, okay, I want boom, 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 like the the old way, essentially. So it's a little harder to be like strategic as to what you want to do because you're kind of just like, Well, we got this Fast Pass. We got to book it across the park. So I feel like a park like Magic Kingdom, it's probably, you know, it is a little easier to navigate than freaking Epcot. And I'm sure Animal would be even harder, like doing a dinosaur to safari. I can't even imagine that but like it was great because you know we were with people who don't get to go to Disney all the time and we literally did every single thing and we got a great dinner reservation and saw the fireworks at night and it was it was so good so the magic is definitely still there it's just it's just a lot different than it used to be
1: yeah i totally agree um because it is so insane like the last time you and i were at disney together well barring we did do a boobash together oh, yeah yeah but our last, like, full park day, like, when we still lived there, we did not know that was our last Disney right? day. No, we had no wow. idea. And oh, we did Splash and Mountain for yes, the first last we did. time. Yes, we Yes, you got to do Splash Mountain for the first time. That was just, like, such a good day, too, because it was cold outside, which yeah. is, like, normally, it was in March, and so you never know, but, like, you don't usually get to do Disney when it's colder, but, you know... That was our last Disney day before we moved. And so it's so interesting how we have this, such a delineation between we lived there and we were pass holders and it was one way. And then the next time we went back was after we had moved here. We were no longer pass holders. We went with our whole family, which is a different vibe. And it was, it was really different. Like I ended up getting a travel agent to help Mm me one, just because... It saves you a lot of time. Like she's the one getting up at 5 a.m. to get dining reservations. She was the one that made sure all of our resort reservations were connected. Like I didn't have to do any of that. And this was back in the day when you would have to wait like three hours on a hold line to get a hold of somebody at Disney. So it was great. Um, But I've never done that before. I mean, Disney is like a second home to me. So it felt a little weird being like, I'm going to get a travel agent. But like. 10 out of 10 would recommend. But mm-hmm. also when people ask me now about Disney, I always have to give them that caveat. I'm like, I still know way more than the average person, but things have changed such that I don't know all the little like nuances necessarily mm-hmm. anymore. And like, we we also did Genie Plus with the whole family last November and it was great. Um, but I did not think about just how long it would take with kids because we had four kids oldest 10 youngest like two and so we did rider switch with them which is great which is where like one parent goes and rides the ride comes back and waits with the kid and then the second parent just goes through the fast line like the lightning lane and that sounds like it'd be really fast it takes twice as long to do everything oh gosh And so we just I just didn't plan enough time. And then part of me wonders, too, like the kids didn't necessarily care about all the big rides because like my whole focus was, oh, I have to make sure we get on all the big popular rides. Well, the kids don't. One, know what the popular rides are or to care about the popular rides. Like, I think maybe we would have had a better time just like as a family if we had done just a little bit more, just wandering around, ride what's available. Don't try to like go across the park. Like you said, you end up doing a lot and like kids don't understand that. Like, oh, we're trying to get to like a reservation. Like mm-hmm. they don't care about that, you know, so we still had a great time, but all that to say, I'm still learning about Disney. Every time I go, I feel like it's a little bit of a different experience, um, whether you're going with just friends or whether you're a big family or with kids or not. It's just, you know, it's it's a whole thing. It's definitely a whole thing, but um, it's it's a, it's a whole thing that I will always enjoy figuring out. Like you said, the magic sure. is is still there for sure Still there, still alive like we will yeah. continue to be
0: pass holders as long as i'm still a floridian but um i will say like there's just so many resources out there now so just like hunt them out or like mm-hmm. search help through an agent or tiktok i mean there's so many places that yeah. like you, you really can't go wrong and there there's a yeah. lot of different places that you can you know be educated and make educated decisions
1: when I was researching uh, extensively researching Genie Plus, that's there were a couple different YouTube channels that I went to, mm-hmm. and I just watched like video after video because it was also changing like weekly too, as they were like tweaking it. And um yeah, these are people that just spend all their time in the parks, and I mean, they know all the tricks that you would just never even think about. So yeah, definitely, travel agent, Disney YouTubers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Bethany, Thank you so much for coming oh my on. This Thanks has been such me. a blast. Yeah, like, do you have any uh, creative projects to plug? Do you have any, like, stuff going on? Or is it just you? Just little me. So I am a current
0: student working on my master's degree. So um, all of my extra time is now dedicated to, you know, learning, bettering <laughs> myself, if you will. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. This last semester almost killed me. Um, I have two weeks off right now. I'm just soaking it all in. I, I guess it's my summer break until fall starts. So um, I'm just loving that right now. And then I'm back to the grind for fall. So I, it's actually a really short program. I'll be done this time next year. So I can't complain too much. But um, yeah, that's all I'm really working on right now. Like I feel, you know, life's just, you know, I work. I do that. We go to the gym because I have a cruise coming up and gotta get ready for a bathing <laughs> suit in November. Like nobody. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But um, yeah, yeah, I wish um my Instagram's private now, no new friends. I'm sorry.
1: Oh um. I'm glad you said that because I was about to plug it. Like Bethany I mean, you is can one of follow those, it. Yeah, she's she's one of those normal people who has surprisingly really interesting stories if you want oh, small town you. drama thank if you want you. neighborhood drama if you want cat drama like bethany is here well, what is it cat. it's, it's, it's it,
0: I, I changed my handle too oh it's just gersh Graham. yeah so gersh send Graham. me a message then if you really have to follow me i'll bet you um i don't i I've recently got a new job so during that process i made my account private uh, just because they didn't need to know and then i'm just yeah. too lazy to switch it over so because i've been getting now like you know sugar daddies like i'll give you five and i'm like
1: ah, when did i get oh, i didn't get these in college <laughs> why now every time so. i start seeing like tons of likes on a story i'm like it's naked ladies it's gotta be and i go yep. and i'm like yep that's who it is mm-hmm.
0: yep. <laughs> so you know
1: that's what it is <laughs> Well, folks, thanks for joining us for this very special bonus episode. Um, I hope that you will go see Haunted Mansion and enjoy it. Um, share it with your family. Share it with kiddos in your life. Um, as per usual, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Light and Shadow Pod. You can become a patron on Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. Um, As I've mentioned before, I got different tiers on there. Some of them have merch. Some of them have the video version of the podcast, unedited, a little messy, but very fun. And you get to see the Mickey ears. So um, my next episode is going to be the sacrament featuring my mother as a guest, and that's coming out uh yes, no, Thursday the 17th. Thursday the 17th. I never know what dates my own podcast is coming out. But anyway, so that's what's coming up next. And um until next time, stay spooky. If you would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay
0: a token fee. Rest in peace the haunt so oh, hurry back; we would like you.